0: It takes a lot to become a successful bettor and there's always lessons to be learned. In this series we speak to a range of different people in the betting industry to find out what they have to say. This is Profit From Perspective. It's time for another episode of Profit From Perspective. This week I'm joined by someone who both works in the betting industry but also takes his betting seriously. It's Brad Allen. How are you, Brad you well? Hello yeah, doing very well, thanks Ben. Good stuff. I'm really looking forward to today's episode.
1: Thank you uh, thanks for having me on. I uh, appreciate being uh, put alongside some of your more illustrious guests.
0: There we go. what I do to start with is I'm just gonna run through what profit from perspective is. so so both you and any of our first time listeners they they know exactly what this episode's about. all right. So I'm gonna ask you five key betting questions. They're the same five questions that we ask every guest on this series. And then I'm going to hand it over to you on each of them to answer those questions and provide us with your perspective on betting. So does that sound good? Sounds good to me. All right. Well, let's do it. Question number one. What do you bet on and why?
1: Uh, so I've always bet on U.S. sports, um, mainly NFL and baseball, I think for a couple of reasons. One is that they're just the sports I love the most for some reason. Obviously, if if you want to do this seriously, you're going to be spending I don't know, 10, 20 hours a week watching, thinking about, listening about, reading about these sports. Um, so it it does have to be sports you love, I think. I, mean, I know some people will tell you, I'll finish basketball's easier to beat than the NFL. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm probably not going to make a full-time living out of this. I'm, I'm trying to make, I'm trying to be profitable. I'm trying to make some money out of it. But I also want to enjoy doing it because I'm going to spend a lot of time on it. Um, and also these US sports, I would say, are... Uh, there's much richer data than, I don't know, cricket. So baseball compared to cricket, obviously very similar games, but there's so much more analysis and smart just smart data about the sport that I find it's much more easier to to think about it in a a betting way.
0: So what came first? Was it the the interest in these sports and then betting kind of followed on from that?
1: Um, Yeah, it was. Yeah, so as I say, I was spending so much time thinking about the NFL, for example, you know, listening to... Three podcasts a day on my way to work at lunchtime, reading about reading all these articles every day, and it, it felt to me like a bit a bit of a waste. I you know, I felt like I was kind of wasting all this time and knowledge. So I, I, I felt like right, I've got to got to try and turn this into something. And I uh, suppose that's where betting comes in.
0: Right, question number two for you: What's the hardest part about betting?
1: Um, so I mean, the obvious answer here is, is losing, isn't it? Is that not the hardest part about betting for everyone? Um, you know. Even, so I've done proper betting for 10 years, you know, and I'm sure, I think if you follow me on Twitter, I'll, you know, quite quite high volume betting, um, you know, NFL Sunday. I think last week I had 132 separate NFL bets, just, you know, props, sides, in play, touchdown scorers, everything like that. But it's it, it still does, there's still that mental hit when you have a really bad week and you you still go, oh, you know, can I do this? I'm an idiot for trying to beat the NFL. Um, and then obviously after good weeks, even even though you know not to get too up and down, your brain is still going, you are a genius. You can beat this. Well done you. Um, so even though, you know, I've done this for a long time, I know not to get carried away. The, the brain just
0: instinctively does it. And is that kind of in equal measures for you? Is it if is, is it just as difficult to kind of switch off from the losses as it is the wins or do the, the classic is that the losses hurt more than the wins do feel good? Is that, is that the same for you?
1: Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Uh, I mean, I suppose the key is to, is to track everything properly. Um, and that's, you know, that's one way to, you know, to look at some hard data, look at your spreadsheet go, okay, well, actually, I know I've just lost 12% of my bankroll this weekend, but over the year I'm up six percent and that's kind of a way to kind of smooth out that curve if you will and and not get carried away with uh,
0: just your emotions. So question number three what would you do with your time if it wasn't spent betting?
1: Now this is the tricky one because as I say what I was doing before betting was still spending all my time reading about these sports anyway. Um, So I mean it's it's, because I also work in the industry I you know I write about gambling industry and betting all day every day i spend a lot of my time just gossiping about betting industry you know who's who's providing feeds to what and so it it has almost become like a part of my identity as it were so you know the the second half of the baseball season was um it was one of the worst spells i've had in years basically gave back all the profit i made in the first half and and i've always said to myself if i wasn't a long-term winning better you know if i if I was just giving money away over three months or whatever, I would stop or, you know, I would change up everything and, and look at what I was doing. And so that was kind of the first time this, this year actually was when I was like, well, maybe I've got to stop betting here. If, you know, if I've lost my edge, um, do I have to actually stop and find a new hobby? Um, but luckily uh, the NFL season rolled around. So we we'll, we'll, we'll have to uh, save that that looming self-realisation uh, till till next baseball season. Perhaps.
0: And you, you said earlier about that you're not trying to do this full-time, you just kind of want to make a little bit profit. profit. Has there ever been that ambition or do you maybe see in the future that ambition to to go betting full-time?
1: Um, well, as I say, the the emotional swings are too much for me personally. I, mean, I have huge respect for anyone who does this full-time um, because, as I say, I'm you know, I have a full-time job. I have that safety net. I'm, I'm quite careful with staking, so that I'm, you know, never in never in real trouble. I mean, that's that's possibly you know, the question you're going to ask later. Is you know, staking is is betting so much more enjoyable when you when you stake correctly, and it's never never a matter of life or, life or death. Um, so what was the question again? Sorry,
0: uh, it was it was whether you have that that ambition to maybe go full time. You said you spend a lot of time involved in betting. Is there a point where you just kind of think, right? I'm going to devote all this time to just betting to to take those those small profits onto something that will support kind of support you for life, I guess.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. So I would say no, I don't want to do that. I I, I I wouldn't like the emotional swings, and it's 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 isolating as well. You see a lot a lot of this you know, a lot of the traders, a lot of the bettors I speak to are sat at, at a desk on their own in their house for 12 hours a day. And it's, you know, it's not, it's not glamorous, it's solitary. And, you know, there, there are a lot of mental issues, I think, that come with it. So I think that I there is an appeal, A, of having a steady income and B, of just having a social workplace to go to, have a chat about your day, you know. Uh, I, I, you know I'm sure we've all woken up and Done our spuds on a on a baseball game on an NFL game overnight, and it, it just feels it feels less worse if you go into work and you just have a chat. And you know, if, if I was just sat at a desk again and doing it all over again the next day, I, I would, uh, yeah, that's that's not that's not for me personally.
0: Right, so question number four. What one piece of betting advice would you give your old self?
1: Um, so, yeah, partially the staking would be one. And the other thing would be, I guess, take care of your account. Um, you know, the, the early days of, of betting when we've got, when I had a, every account on the old Checker grid and swinging away with abandon on NFL props and stuff like that. I suppose I would I would tell myself to take care of those accounts, play a bit of casino, you know, bet some bet some hackers and stuff just so they last a bit longer because uh, once they're gone, they're not easy to get
0: back. And at what point did you kind of how far back are we going that you you realise what you'd maybe done wrong and, and how have you learnt those lessons to to kind of maybe the the account limitations or the staking kind of stuff? Did you get your fingers burnt?
1: Um so so well, there's a couple of questions there, isn't there? The 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 staking, I think everyone gets their fingers burnt in the when they're learning the betting game, don't they? I'm sure every pro or every rec would tell you at some point they they bet more than they should have, and you know that that as, as soon as you learn that and you, you you have that feeling, that kind of sick feeling, then you go you quite quickly go, oh, I don't want that again, and I'm going to bet sensibly. I'm going to whether it's you know Kelly or just flat staking because that's you know even even less variance in that. I think once you stick to that, it's, it's just much more enjoyable. And you know, the, the absence of that stick feeling is, uh, is, is much more fun, and it, you know, becomes just much more enjoyable. Um, as for accounts, I suppose I didn't. You know, when I first started out betting heavily, I didn't really think about it. You know, I wasn't wasn't where I am in the industry now and know all, all the kind of the disguises that people might use. You know, VPNs and you know betting Premier League football five minutes before the off to mug the account up as it were. So I, I didn't really think about it. Like, you know, I would chuck a 500 quid season MLB bet on, which wasn't huge for me, but for a UK soft book, that's that's a big bet and it's action they don't want. And that, that's the account gone. Um, and I guess that's, that's something that I wish I'd learned earlier and I, and I wouldn't have made those bets or would have tried to disguise them a bit better.
0: I'm guessing now that you've kind of gone through that and you're you're betting out of the UK, so you're finding yourself primarily on exchanges and things like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, mainly the, the three exchanges. Um, it was you know, mustard bet was a good one for a while there, uh, but they went under probably because a lot of people were restricted and started betting with mustard bet. And yeah, luck I mean, luckily because of my job as well, I've got a couple of accounts unrestricted with a couple of bookmakers. Um, just for BR reasons, I suspect. So I'm I'm quite lucky in that, in that manner.
0: Right. So question number five: What's your one honest truth about betting? Um, I suppose it
1: would be that it's a zero sum game, and that the winners or the, the losers pay the winners in the end. Um, you know, when you're if you're betting into the Premier League, you are essentially betting against Tony Bloom and uh, Star Lizard and, and all those syndicates, um, and a, it is a zero-sum game. They, those winners, they are paid with the the money off the losers. You know, a lot of people like to compare sports betting to the financial industry. Particularly now, the US has opened up. There's a lot of what people from that financial world in the US who are trying to trying to bring those concepts to betting um, mm-hmm. through you know exchanges and things like that. But there isn't that underlying asset. There isn't something that is just growing so that. You know the financial markets grow five, eight percent a year or whatever. And there, there, there is money for everyone, but in investing, winners are paid by the losers, and uh, you know most of us are going to lose.
0: Yeah, I think that's a it's a good common misconception to kind of bring up. You often hear people saying like, "beat the bookies" or the the bookmakers are seen as this big force that you've got to bring down by by winning a bet, but really their their money's made off other bettors anyway, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Right. Well, I mean. <laughs> this often tends to be the case with this series we i wish i could sit here and ask you more questions but we've got to stick to the format that we've outlined so i really appreciate you coming on and you've said you're on twitter so can you just let our listeners know your handle so they know where to find you
1: yep i'm at brad allen nfl um and uh, yeah if you want some uh, some nfl picks come and uh, come and find me
0: there you go definitely worth a follow and if you aren't following Pinnacle already, remember we're on at Pinnacle Sports on Twitter and you can also watch our educational video- videos on the Pinnacle YouTube channel. I hope you've enjoyed the episode and we're back with another episode of Profit from Perspective very soon.